Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fantasy Freaks and Geeks, what's up? You're listening to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast on this beautiful Friday. Uh, joined by the uh, the normal crew here, the whiz kid from Wisconsin, Alex Gelhar, the man behind the glass, MG, my guy Marcus Grant, rocking a very fresh uh, and well He looks used. really L.A. today. He does. He's got the <laughs> L.A. Dodgers ball cap on. Yeah, you do look L.A. Today. He's got the, uh, the Adidas pullover. He's Are you shooting a rap video later? Well, I, I am... Maybe, maybe if things work out well. Yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> spoiler alert, special guest on NFL Fantasy Live today is one O'Shea Jackson Jr., a.k.a. AKA. Ice Cube's kid. Yeah. Ice Cube's Ice Cube Jr. <laughs> he doesn't go by Ice Cube, too, obviously. You can't, can't step on that turf. No. Uh, ice Chip, maybe. Uh, ice Chip. <laughs> and the Fantasy Hall of Famer, uh, Michael Fabiano. What's up, dude? Uh, just trying to get by the next three weeks, man. Uh, this bronchitis, it, it doesn't, it doesn't let go easily. Let's just put it that way. Got but, the uh, old black lung pop. We're fighting. We're fighting. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I walked into the podcast. I sounded like I was on my deathbed. Uh, that was not fun. He coughed all Sorry. over the money that he owed. Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> I don't care if you did or you didn't. I'm going to sanitize the hell out of that money when I get Sorry. downstairs. That's that's how I should always give up. I I can give you I, I can give you new money. I don't no d- don't give me more dirty money. I'll just sanitize this. We'll right, be good. That's how I should always give up money. But at least yeah. I pay my cough debt. all over it. And by the way, here you go. That, Congratulations, um, jerk. That uh, that twenty one dollars goes to Star Wars. Oh, the tickets. Oh, less than a week. Oh boy. Oh no. All right, so we're gonna. We're going to be talking about uh, fantasy playoff matchups. Uh, Alex Gelhar is shortly going to have a, uh, a gorgeous piece up. It's called yeah. NFL.com slash playoffs. It. Go and read it. And uh, Gelhar, uh, t- talk to us about uh, what you do there. Well, we'll get into it more later, but it has every team, all of their fantasy-relevant players, and then the FPA for each of them for every matchup in their playoffs, as well as the home and road split. And then beneath it, I've got a little more nuggets and a little a paragraph of analysis on every team as well, what kind of to expect, who to trust. That is in. So as you can expect, with a lot of players on 32 teams, it is beefy. That Thankfully, is some teams make it easy, it like uh, the Rams. I only had to write about Todd Gurley. <laughs> 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 and even then, it was kind of sad. But 
Yes, I, I would imagine so. All right, uh, uh, we've got uh, we've got fantasy playoffs, of course. Uh, we're going to be getting into that. Good and bad schedules, obviously. Daily daps, uh, top headlines. But first, let's uh, react to this Thursday night football game. Hey, we actually had a primetime game. It was good. That was good. You know, we've been – it's kind of this narrative where everybody just poo-poos the, the primetime games, but we've had a string of really good ones the last, like, couple weeks. Okay. Because, okay. I mean, la- last week – there was Denver, New England, which came down to the wire, was on the walk-off. Or right. two weeks ago was that. Then there was the Monday Nighter that was with the block-off. That was exciting. And then we had the Packers-Lions with the Hail Mary. The block-off had a great finish. finish. That game was entertaining. Oh, no. don't, don't tell me you were not entertained <laughs> in that game. Are you not entertained? <laughs> that game could have been an abject disaster, but it was very fun to watch. Three quarters was. And then now we get this one, which was, like, which was much more of a back-and-forth good, like, Good air quotes football game well, all around. Well, no, it's because we were watching good football though. There was actually good football players making good football plays. In there, back and forth. there was in two of those other three games I mentioned. <laughs> 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 all right, there you go. So the final score, twenty-three twenty. The Cardinals win and they go on to uh, clinch a playoff berth. Uh, have they clinched the NFC West yet? Not no, yet. not quite. If Seattle loses, they do, I believe. Yeah, but they've they're very the playoffs. They've and the playoff you know what's getting scary, guys, is like Carolina, Arizona. You know, pretty soon w- we could be w- worried about whether or not they play their right. starters in Week 16. Good point. Good point. I, I don't think Bruce. I'm Arians not worried yet, but <clears throat> well, Bruce Arians isn't the kind of guy that does that, though. I wouldn't be too worried about uh, the Arizona Cardinals. I also, but, uh, I also wonder though, with certainly Carolina looking like they're on track for that first round bye. Right. Do you really want to sit? Cam Newton and have him essentially have two weeks off before you have to play. Listen, no. Heck no. <laughs> no, I know. We're saying, we're no, point. I also, don't want that. I don't think Arizona is going to, because uh, they're still going to be battling for the two seed, and they have a crucial matchup with the Packers for potentially playoff seeding if the Packers win the next couple in week 16. There you go. So that should, for the Cardinals and their explosive offense, get us clear of the fantasy playoffs. God willing. All right, so <laughs> let's talk about some numbers on this Thursday night football game. Uh, Carson Palmer uh, on the strength of two uh, very unexpectedly long touchdowns. Had 310 yards of two touchdowns, 20 fantasy points. Dude, I, I have a horror story from last night. Too. Please, hit me. So in one of my leagues that I'm in the playoffs, my, my receivers are Randall Cobb. I have Floyd. I have Vincent Jackson, Brandon Cooks. Floyd and, on uh, your bench? And Brandon LaFell. And... I had Floyd on my bench, Uh-oh. and I would have started him had I heard in time that Brandon Cook suffered a concussion yeah. in practice. Sorry, I know nobody cares about okay. my fantasy teams. But That's true. That one hurt. That's I, true. That one hurt last <laughs> night because its PPR was 21 points. I have, Pretty bo- good. I have real quick, I have both Floyd and John Brown. On, on your bench? On the bench my league of record. No! However, oh. that's because I'm loaded at wide receiver in this league, and I have New Hopkins Allen Robinson and Martavis Bryant in right now. Good. Yeah. So I'm not exactly mad about it. Oh, I'm but, mad. But I was sitting there on Thursday night like, that's almost 30 points sitting I on my I wish I would have heard about Cooks earlier. I would have taken him out and put in Floyd. I mean, because Darn both it. of those touchdowns were, I, I mean, I got to be honest, they were unexpected. They were like 15-yard passes and then just to the house. Well, See you later. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald erased just Harrison Smith. Oh, hell out of <laughs> beautiful <laughs> on Michael Floyd's touchdown. Honestly, that play should go on his Hall of Fame reel. That that play should that be was like, beautiful. Like how you teach offensive linemen how to block. He just <laughs> destroyed him. <laughs> um, Michael Floyd, as we mentioned, a hundred yards, uh, a touchdown, a, a, a big one. Uh, John Brown, seventy-eight yards and a touchdown, a big one. 
Larry Fitzgerald, uh, you know, it's it, that's how it goes sometimes when you've got three very good receivers. I don't, I don't think they were ignoring Fitz. No, he got six targets, got forty-one yards, had so five catches. You yeah. know what though? In standard leagues, yeah, he hasn't been good the last four or five weeks. I mean, you're looking at uh, nine points being his high watermark in the you. last four weeks. In PPR leagues, he's been better, right? But in standard leagues, and and, and let's not forget, guys. This is the same Larry Fitzgerald who really hasn't been that great in fantasy going into this season. Sure, the last well, uh, couple seasons. That was when he, you know, if I was playing quarterback for him last well, year, it would have been an upgrade. I mean, he, so. I mean, Carson Palmer was there. He was injured. But even in the games where Palmer was playing, Fitzgerald wasn't putting up gangbusters numbers. And, um, and, and we talked a bit about this on NFL Fantasy Live yesterday. Carson Palmer will throw it to the open receiver. He's not going to yeah, be course. like Jay Cutler and try to force it to Alshon Jeffrey or, uh, or, or whatever the case may be. And um, lately, uh, Fitzgerald has been a disappointment if you're only getting points for the yards and the touchdowns. Because All right, so what do you tell me? Next week, there. are you saying? Well, I, I got to look at the matchup sure. still. I got to look at the matchup still, but um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, this, has been a, this has been a trend now. First half of the season, no doubt about it. Larry Fitzgerald, a, a wide receiver one, you, ha- you basically had to play. I mean, he came out of nowhere uh, to have a, put together a very nice first half. But you're right. Uh, over the last four weeks, he, he's mm-hmm. fallen off just a bit because the team has gotten a lot healthier at the wide receiver position, not the running back position, obviously, but at the at the wide receiver position. And as a result, Larry Fitzgerald has taken somewhat of a back seat. I also do believe, you know, you talk about Carson Palmer's tendencies. He's got a tendency, and Bruce Arians loves drawing it up as well, that deep ball. He's going to take that deep shot. So whether that's J.J. Nelson, whether that's John Brown, whether that's Mal- uh, Michael Floyd, I was going to call him Malcolm Floyd, who I guess is a deep threat too, but Michael Floyd, um, those are the guys that you want downfield. Larry Fitzgerald can get down there every right. now and again. But Larry Fitzgerald is operating more out of the slot now with I Floyd agree. and Brown on the, right. Brown that's on the exactly sides. That's exactly right. But the thing is, here, here's, here's the thing. Like You're right, he's been a disappointment, but this is a very – tangible, safe floor for him with yardage. And plus, if they don't score on those two obscenely large touchdowns, Fitz is their best red zone threat. I agree. Plus, week 15, he's playing the Eagles. Hello! I mean, look at Sign me up. Yeah, (laughs) I I mean, I know the yardage hasn't been there, but I'm also looking at his game logs. He's, He's only had fewer than five catches once this season. Okay. You're you're looking at at least five receptions from him every day, and it's the vagaries of touchdowns. It's the yeah. vagaries of right. yards after the catch, which yeah, I know is is frustrating to try to deal with. But I mean, looking at overall, he's on pace for his first hundred yard hundred catch season since 2007. He's already Is over a thousand right? yards. Right. Yeah. It's it's a standard league issue. Catch? Yeah. Right. In so, his last four games, nine point six six five five four one. That's not good. In standard leagues, it hurts. And obviously, Philadelphia. I mean, if you were able to overcome Fitzgerald's lack of production this week and you make it to the next round of the playoffs. I mean, he's, I'd, he's I'd fire him back up. There but, um, yeah, the last four weeks, he hasn't been that great. It's been tough. David Johnson, the real deal, man. Yeah, Dude, buddy. he missed on having a monster game. Monster. He dropped that pass, dropped it, which would have been, right. been a touchdown. And then, of course, the knee down at the two and a half. Two, yeah. And then they take him out. I know. You know. Everybody's calling it a drop. I think it's they're both culpable because – Palmer rifled that thing at it his, was on his, his, on his back, shoulder pad. Like actual back shoulder pad. Like if you just try and put your arms <laughs> to your back shoulder, yeah. that is such a hard catch to make. Plus right. David kind of like stumbled when he was coming there. So it was like, Palmer, why are you throwing rocket balls at him right here? You. Just like give give him, give your boy a chance. I hear you. No, no, I totally hear you. He's the real deal though, man. But he's great. He's the real deal. He's an RB1 the rest of the way. 123 uh, total yeah, he yards. Is. Yeah, he is. Uh, <laughs> Look, I, I got. I, I hear what you're saying. I, you know me. I love the talent level. I've been touting this guy since day one. Love the talent level. 
But if Andre Ellington gets right, you don't think that Bruce Arians really starts making he'll, that a 50-50? He'll sprinkle him in. Bruce is, Bruce is a guy that has all year and in the past Dude, historically he, yeah. rode one guy. Yep. So he'll use Palmer or he'll use Ellington as like the lightning to David Johnson's thunder slash lightning because he's, <laughs> he's not just a thunder back. So, and because Johnson's had 24 touches, I think, in back to back games now. Uh, I'm, I'm not overly concerned about it, especially with the way he's been producing for that offense. I don't think they're going to turn to yeah. Ellington, especially because Ellington is turf toe. That's not like that just goes away. I guess the big question, too, is whether or not Ellington's even going to get right by the time it even matters for uh, for fantasy yeah. purposes. But they no, might, you're right. They might shelve him till the playoffs. You might like, be right. Wh- why, why not? Let, let, True. Get, let an explosive playmaker like that get ready for the playoffs. And we saw him last year, too. I, I think he tried to play hurt. It didn't work didn't out. It didn't work out. Um, and uh, and yeah, so I, no, I think you're right. They've got this young guy who's been uh, who's been very productive, very effective. But no, you're right, man. He he could have had an absolute monstrous day. Um, did want to give? Uh, gosh, it was an up and down day for Adrian Peterson. Twenty four touches as well, eighty six total yards. Had a just a gorgeous touchdown. Yeah, it was vintage Peterson. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to talk about lateral movement? Um, man. That was just an absolute thing. I think I watched that on replay ten times. It was amazing what he was able to do moving laterally. Uh, but yeah, no, it was great. This was this is a good reminder game for Peterson. Like I know there was a lot of hemming and hawing, and people were worried about him uh, coming into this game because right. of what we saw happen last week. Sure. And he's still very good. And when they feed him touches, he'll produce. Obviously, you would have liked a little more because I think with the fumble, he finished with what twelve fantasy points ish. Uh, fourteen probably. So eight plus six or eight plus four? Yeah, yeah but then, the, but then the, yeah, the fumble. Right. Yeah, the fumble. Okay. There you go. Um, gosh, man, but uh, but no, it was. Uh, yeah, I thought he ran well. Um, it's a tough defensive front that they're going up against, um, and then of course when they were trying to come back late, it's a little bit. It's a little bit hard to ask Peterson to do much. He was mm-hmm. in there blocking. I thought he did a pretty darn good job of that as well. Uh, one one quick note because uh, we don't pick up or start anybody from this passing attack, but Mike Wallace. He did, wow, he, it was he the did, return of Mike Wallace. He did some stuff. Right after two, <laughs> he, he, he caught his first pass, and I pulled, I busted out that old Obi-Wan <laughs> meme where it's like, and it was the, ah, oh, Mike Wallace catch. That's something I haven't seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he goes on to get like a couple more catches a and touchdown. touchdown. I was like, come on, Mike Wallace, you ruined my joke. Yeah, Patrick <laughs> Peterson was just, I mean, all over Stefan Diggs. Uh, they showed a couple of uh, melt reels there. Uh, showing Peterson just, I mean, blanketing him. So it was, uh, it was t- that was tough to see if you're a Diggs owner. But I well, shouldn't be a Diggs owner. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're playing Diggs in the playoffs right now, you, you're you're in a pretty. You're not going to be in the playoffs very long. Probably not, or you're probably in a, a pretty darn deep league. But there like you that go. guy that always comes into the mentions with his like 22 team, yeah, 30, 30 bench. He's already roster. gone, man. No, this guy legit asks, sometimes asks us to add people to the fantasy game because he's like, hey, they just signed this guy that was an undrafted free agent out of this <laughs> D3 school, and I want to stash him in my 22 team. If I'm not mistaken, though, I, I believe this guy asked us to add Thomas Rawls to the game back in, like, July. Yeah, well, he should Rawls should have been in the game. But he's also asked <laughs> us for some other guys, so I'm like, what? But anyways, I digress. Legit. Should we do some news? Please, let's do it. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Whistles go. Woo! I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. Watch the news because I'm a kid. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, 
I think the biggest news comes out of New Orleans. A couple different stories here. Mark Ingram to the IR. Uh, I believe he has a shoulder That's issue. That's a killer, too, man. Uh, Mark I mean, Ingram has been one of the killer. most consistent RBs um, in the game. Gelhar feels my pain because I lost him in two leagues, and you lost him in I've a lost him in a couple, league. too. Yeah. He uh, hasn't put up too many games where he was gangbusters. I don't know. I don't even know if he has a 20-point game this season. But that being said, he has uh, one. He has for the pretty much entirety of the season. He's fourth best running back in fantasy. And not just that, but it's been so consistent. Yeah, I mean, his floor was like, yeah, nine nine to 14 points. It was what he would give you every week. Slide him right in there, no question. So nice. RB2, don't even worry about it. Let's just go. So you go from solid play in my lineup, not even a second thought. A rock. To C.J. Spiller or freaking... (laughs) High tower. <laughs> I hate everything. <laughs> All right, so that that begs the question, of course, who do you prefer, uh, C.J. Spiller or Tim Hightower? I mean, I I have Spiller ranked higher. I can see a scenario where Tim Hightower is the starter and gets the between the tackles uh, touches, and then Spiller is more of the passing uh, down sort of playmaker in the backfield. Uh, e- e- even since Hightower has joined the team, I mean, he still hasn't seen. Uh, as many snaps as Spiller. Uh, obviously, that's going to change now. There's going to be an increase with, with Ingram out. But, I mean, I know C.J. Spiller is C.J. Spiller, and he's the uh, he is the year-in and year-out disappointment. But I can't see Tim Hightower getting more touches than him overall. You know what? <coughs> I, I, I look at Tim Hightower. I, first of all, can we just preface this by saying, in a standard league, you're not playing either one. Not of this guys. week. Hey, I just no. don't see. It. I might have to. No! In fantasy live league. Really? There are no options. <laughs> yeah, I it is. Them. But there's nobody on your bench. I actually picked. Well, actually, I have I have Danny Woodhead, but the Chargers hate him right now for yeah. no reason. So I don't know. And I and so I, this is, I picked up Spiller in that league when I heard. What about? I, I grabbed Hightower, Hightower right away. I yeah, grabbed Hightower yeah. right away. All right, so you picked up Hightower. I think you would prefer Hightower, no? I don't even know. <laughs> what I'm kind of hoping for now is we'll get to this later in the headlines is Anderson or Hillman misses the game so I can start Juwan Thompson. Yeah, buddy. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, that's – that's. anyways, we don't need – but so I, I think Hightower, three, he hasn't played as many snaps as Spiller because he was the, p- like, pure backup to Ingram. And right. the only time he did see reasonable work and touches was when Ingram got injured, I think, in week nine before their bye. And then he had about as many snaps as Spiller, and he actually had more touches because they gave him – all that early down work. And he still might catch a pass or two. But. I really prefer Hightower over Spiller. They, that's they've that's been my phasing, They've been phasing Spiller out of the offense, um, probably due to ineffect, ineffectiveness. Um, and, and, again, the, the team, the way it's currently constructed, they do still want to run some – it sounds crazy for the Saints. They still want to run some power sets uh, more often than not, and they're not throwing to the, to the running back quite as often. <sighs> Gosh. L- look, here's the thing. I look at Hightower, <laughs> and then I look at a guy like Shragon Dragon. <laughs> Shragon Dragon. I was like, are you talking about Game of Thrones all of a sudden? What is yeah, this? No, what was that? Sean Dron. I, I don't know how to spell Sean's, Sean's name. I, I literally Drone, every time I think of drone, I think of Empire Strikes Back <laughs> and the drone that came down to Hoth because they were looking for their, their rebellion. Remember? Babs, I got some more books I'm going to give you. We need to get you <laughs> up to speed on some other stuff. We'll get you some good comics, too. Marks and I have a lot of good I like what comics. I like, we're, I like what I like. Yeah, I don't know. It just that, That's just the first thing that comes to mind. But, I mean, doesn't – I mean, I'm not saying they're going to have similar type production, but 
we wrote off Sean Drone. I mean, you got to remember, but they have nothing else in San Francisco. No, no, but, but you, else. I 100% agree. But remember when everyone was saying, oh, it's Pierre Thomas's time? Yeah, he got yeah, I mean, Pierre was, Thomas was the first last, guy. That lasted for like three yeah. days. It did. But Here's, he was the first guy all At the least winter. on a positive note, Sean Payton said that C.J. Spiller earlier in the year had a knee injury, and that was really holding him back. I see. And that now he's hoping to get him enough touches where he can maybe get things going. Do I'm so. not buying it. Not buying it. Marcus, who do you prefer? Hightower uh, Spiller? I mean, I, I'm leaning toward Hightower because he is more of the traditional running back that I think they want in that offense. And I'm just – I'm reading right now a, a quote from Sean Payton where he says um, – they're asking him about Spiller, and he says, you know, I think the training camp injury set him back some – then it's a matter of the confidence and explosion off that knee, but he will play a significant role, as will Tim Hightower and even Marcus Murphy. Oh, right. stop it with Marcus womp, womp. <coughs> oh, Marcus Murphy is their special teams guy. I was intrigued, of course, because Tim Hightower is Tim Hightower. Marcus Murphy, the young guy, the rookie. Um, I was intrigued, but, you know, uh, he just – it looks like to me he's more of that scat back type guy. Uh, five eight or He'll five nine. He'll get a nine. few touches. If uh, he plays on special teams, does some uh, kickoff return stuff. So I think they'll mix him in a little bit. But I really do think high. T- this is going to be high tower to start. They'll, they'll of course work in C.J. Spiller as much as they can. But man, I tell you what, dude, I don't know how you play these guys. Either one of these guys in this week, either going into it's the playoffs, the or of, in the playoffs, it's the war of attrition. Like they're, 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 that's why I'm going to have to probably play high tower to Juwan Thompson. Is there are literally no other options, bro? You have Danny Woodhead. I know. As much love I, as Danny Woodhead in gets my on this right podcast, now. you have to play Danny I would Woodhead. love nothing more than if my lineup got gritty and I beat Adam <laughs> because of Danny Woodhead. You know, so a, you know, Adam had five wins all year. <laughs> I know. That's why it's crap. He, he and is, I don't have a bye. I should have a bye in that league. He is he is like the uh, the Seahawks. He's, he's whoever's right? going to win. Against the Saints that season. Sure. He's yeah, whoever's going to win the NFC East this year. I like it. That's <laughs> Uh, also in New Orleans, apparently there are too many cooks. Uh, Brandon Cook suffered. Oh, a, this hurts too. Suffered man. a concussion uh, during practice. I would be shocked if he clears concussion protocol by Sunday. Uh, what does this mean for? I don't know. I, I mean, I guess like Brandon Coleman. Uh, there, Willie Sneed's also hurt. Is he not? Uh, I think he's. Okay I believe he's week. back. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think this was the week he was going to come back. back. So. so I actually had Ben Watson as a sit in my start him and sit him column. And <laughs> I took him out and put him as a start now because of the targets are going to go up okay. uh, in that game for Watson, so that's going to help him. But this hurts because Cooks has been great. I mean, he's been great in the second sure. half. Sure, even against Carolina where we said, nope, can't yeah. play him, un- unplayable. Had a good game, had yeah, a good had a game. Good. So th- and running back is thin, wide receiver is not as thin, but it's still hard to replace the production of a guy who's a top 20 wide receiver right now. 100% agree with you. Uh, what, do, uh, what do you guys think? I'll uh, tell you one thing. What do you do if you've got Brandon Cook? Th- th- this, this makes me like Tyrod, Jameis, and Fitzpatrick more than Breeze. Mm-hmm. Ooh, oh, great yeah. point. Yeah, no, I, Breeze I has got to move down. No? I definitely agree with that. Um, it's... Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know where you go at this point in the in the Saints offense. I mean, I guess you can go to Brandon Coleman. He saw some looks last week, uh, but he had the touchdown when he uh, beat Josh Norman. Uh, but I don't know that I have enough faith in any of those guys to really put them in my lineup. It's a pretty darn good matchup, too. The Buccos are not great defensively, you know what I mean? Uh, boy. You know who I really like this week, by the way, if you're looking for a replacement at quarterback okay. for Breeze um, and Winston Fitzpatrick and uh, you know Taylor have been gobbled up? I like Brian Hoyer this week. Okay. I don't know why. I don't believe in the Patriots' pass defense. No. But 
I think Hoyer can get you. I do believe in points. New Hopkins, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Oh yeah. I really think Hoyer's a decent play this week, and, and maybe you can call that getting cute, but he's been for what it is. He's been solid in I fantasy. Agree. I agree. I think yeah. he's been pretty solid too. Yeah, uh, let's go to uh, let's go to the Illadelf. Uh, Demarco Murray uh, has complained about his touches. He went to the owner Jeffrey Loria, uh, went over the head of his head coach and GM, who was the same person. D- depending on the story, but yeah, that's why. Like, there's so many like smoke screens going on with this right now. That's true. That's a very good point. Um, <clears throat> but if we are to believe what we read, which is um, that uh, Demarco Murray did go to to ownership to talk about his touches and how he's being utilized because again we talked about DeMarco Murray um, uh, we were seeing a, a lot more of Kenyon Barner in that game Kenyon Barner yeah Darren Sproles was the feature what back happened uh, and, and of course we've got Ryan Matthews set returning to this as week, well yep. so uh, DeMarco's, I'm assuming, on high alert here. What do you do if you got DeMarco? I'm not playing him. Golly, really? I mean, he's like a low two, high flex. The running back is bad right now, man. Bad. I, bad. If, if you, like, I, I'll play Sean Drone over him all day long. Oh, 100%. Okay. Yeah. All day long. But a lot of people don't have that option. I mean, we're kind of a we're, we're all operating on the assumption that Sean Drone is like a start as an RB two, right? Yeah, he like, is like he really I, yeah, just, I think he's in my top twelve this week. I mean, in like, yes. PPR too. Yeah. Oh, Dude, he's even better. No doubt. He he has actually saved a few of my teams because you guys all know I've lost Le'Veon in four leagues. I lost Foster in six leagues. So my running backs are really. He saved my. My bacon in a couple of weeks. Have you guys seen? Have you guys tried to set your daily rosters this week? Why? Uh, have you seen running back? It's amazing the names that you're like. I don't want to play him. I'm sure I don't want to play him. I'm sure, it's a I don't want to play. Got to be a wasteland out there. <laughs> it's bad. It's awful. It's so awful. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm seriously concerned about Murray this week. I don't know if this is the case where it's even a narrative where they're like, oh, he complained about it. Let's give him 20 touches. No, they're not. Like play. Philadelphia is battling for a playoff spot. They just got their most effective running back back in Ryan right. Matthews. Yep. Uh, I'm sure Murray will get some touches, but that's so I, pathetic that I, the Eagles are. In the playoff, point. I Same absolutely, I absolutely am not going to trust any fantasy playoff hopes on Demarco Murray. They take on the Bills, uh, the Eagles at home, so that's that's a bonus. But uh, the Bills' uh, defensive front, uh, not quite as good as advertised, uh, suffered some injuries, obviously, um, uh, to that defensive line. But man, it's hard to trust Demarco Murray. I, I'm gonna, I see them throwing this ball a little bit more uh, coming up this week, but uh, we shall see. All right, how about in New England? Uh, Rob Gronkowski returns to practice in a limited uh, as a limited participant. Uh, I would be shocked if he plays. Yeah. He had an e-brace yeah. on. He didn't do a whole heck of a lot, but it's encouraging. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think the thing is, if Gronk plays, you play him. Right. Um, if but, he plays, you can't play Chandler. Right. And if he doesn't play, Chandler's start strong Chandler. Play. Yeah. Strong, oh, strong. See, I think, if you, I think even if he does play, I mean, at this point, this week, Okay. Uh, I think you can still play Chandler just because a little I bit do, of a decoy. I do think he's going to be a decoy. I mean, obviously uh, they'll they'll throw a couple balls in his direction, but if he really is that limited, you know that he's he's not really participating much in practice. How effective can he really be in a game setting? I, I think Scott Chandler is still would still be an option. I think next week I expect Gronk to be a little healthier, and then that's that's when Chandler goes out. The I way. don't know. It worked, like Chandler didn't get a ton of targets even in this last game when he was running the, the true. thing by himself. So if Gronk comes in, and even if he's mostly a decoy, but siphons away two or three of those targets from Chandler, I'm trying to just pull up the box score here to see what he actually had. Oh, why did you default to this week? But uh, that would that would severely lower 
Chandler's floor for me. Oh man, I'm falling apart. Now. <coughs> and I totally Ju- clicked the wrong. And, week. and Julian Edelman, getting, <laughs> <laughs> Julian Edelman getting healthier as well. Uh, I could see him soaking up a lot of these targets uh, too. So Chandler had seven targets. So you know, even if he loses three of those to Gronk and he's only got four targets, you're praying for a touchdown. Yeah, you kind of are. Although that's kind of what you're hoping for at the tight end position this year, anyway. So a lot. All right. Um, C.J. Anderson and Ronnie Hillman missed Thursday's practice. We saw a good amount of Jawan Thompson last week anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we make of this backfield mess? Well, I- assuming they both practiced today, which was reported they were supposed to be back at practice, Right. I still trust Hillman more than I trust Anderson. Anderson's banged up, uh, but I'm not in love with either one of them. I mean, the matchup is, isn't bad at all, but um, if I had to choose between one or the other, I'd probably go with Hillman. Uh, you know, Anderson had the ankle last week, missed some time, so yeah. it's a tough, it's a tough situation because you don't know who's going to see. It's almost like Green Bay, where you know we'll Anderson Anderson got hurt last week. Um, it looked like he was the guy who was kind of on the rise. Now we don't know, you know, how how close to 100 percent he is or what the carries distribution is going to be. Right. <clears throat> Either one of these guys is more than a flex. And um, if you want to talk about Green Bay, which I know Alex does, maybe you can talk me off the ledge this week. We'll we'll see. We're I've got get... Eddie Lacy in a league, and I don't know what in the name of God to do with him. <laughs> we uh, so yeah, the the Denver backfield. I think I might lean with you. I'm much more of a fan of CJ than Ronnie, but given that he's got the ankle injury and yeah. Ronnie seems to be a touch healthier, yeah, I would side with Ronnie in this instance. But if either of them get, gets benched, like Jawan Thompson's seriously in the mix. If you just lost Ingram or anything, because he is the most powerful back of those three. And if they get down near the goal line, they could just let him fall forward into the end zone. 100% so. agree. He's taking on the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders, quite generous as well. Uh, I'm not scared of that defense in the least. Uh, let's go to Cincinnati. Tyler Eifert has returned to practice. Looks like he should be good to go for Sunday. Uh, he is was much missed last week in the fantasy circles, no doubt about it. By the way, I love that the rundown says Eifert returns to practice. Hooray. Sorry, I, I own Eifert in like 90% of my season-long league, so it go. is indeed a hooray for him coming back now. Indeed, 12 touchdowns. Uh, does he still lead the league? I think he does in reception touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So Tyler Eifert and his 12 received to his 12. Well so just just monitor to make sure like up you know inactives come out 90 minutes before kickoff I'm pretty sure that's a one o'clock game is it not it is good uh, so just make sure he's in before you trot him out but he should be a good he should be a good start yeah, if he's they, back it look like he, he's gonna be good to go uh, does it knock AJ Green's value down a bit no no I thought you were gonna say yes I don't think so I mean, maybe not enough touch. To I mean not enough to sit, yeah right that's the thing I mean yeah I've heard is more of the red zone target but not enough for me to be worried about him AJ Green's a lot of his red zone targets have been taken away by uh, Tyler Eifert. Uh, it's a big reason why he hasn't been able to be that the dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it, it'll it'll hurt, but he's he's been heating up a little bit. He he always gets up for games against the Steelers, and uh, I just think I think right. he's a fine start. It just it takes away any value for like Marvin Jones. Marcus, you were you were saying that, were you saying that uh, you were expecting this to be a lower a little bit lower scoring game? Uh, I I I was just because these teams know each other so well. They they tend to you know kind of match each other a little bit. I think it's going to be an entertaining game from you know just to, to watch, but. Sure. Uh, I I would be surprised if we see this you know as a twenty eight. See, I see I see this going the other way. Their last game was like the sixteen to thirteen game or whatever, and I think the way these two offenses are playing right now, especially if a healthy Eifert comes back, could be some fireworks in this game. I, I don't I don't love Roethlisberger this week. No, I gotta be honest with you. 
I would start Tyrod over him. I'd start Fitzpatrick over him. Okay. Uh, I would start. Um, uh, I would start Hoyer over him. This. Whoa! Week. Come on now. Uh, come on now. No, I'm. I'm serious. Okay. You're crazy. I don't like Roethlisberger this week. What don't you like about I, it? I really don't. I don't like the matchup. I don't like what he's done or not done in Cincinnati. Um, I. I, I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I, I. I really don't. I don't mind him this week. Um, that Cincinnati. Roethlisberger second. at home. Start every single time. Things are different on the road. The Cincinnati secondary is banged up. I mean, he just went into Seattle and dropped like 30 points. Yeah, but he threw up. it like 60 times. Right. right. That's probably what he'll do again here. I, well, I don't know. Their, their secondary is banged up. They might be missing safety Georgia Loca. I right. think Pac-Man Jones is still hurt. They just had to put one of their recent first-round picks on IR, I think, or he's he's also banged up. So I think this. I think, I think think he'll be okay this week. I have uh, – yeah, I mean – I don't know. I feel like this is a it's a tough one. This is a two seventy five, two touchdowns, one pick. Yeah, it's okay. That's that's what I'm thinking. You know? I'm thinking he has a, he has a a good but unspectacular game. Like you know, you're not going to get twenty fantasy points from from Big Ben this week. It's definitely it's definitely odd because it, it does seem like these when the AFC North guys get together, they just they're like, ah, forget it. Let's just run the ball. Let's just run the. I just want to be tougher. I want to be tougher than I like the other what, what accent was that? You just said run the ball. <laughs> run the ball. I, I don't know. Run uh, the ball. East Coast bro? Like a, like a, I'm not don't, sure. Don't ask James to figure out where his <laughs> accent is from. It's he like, couldn't point to it on the map either. It's, it's like you're from like southern Brooklyn. <laughs> nice. Uh, All right. Let's get out of these news. We got Lacey here to talk oh, about. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We, James we promised you favorite on Tuesday. player. We promised you on Tuesday. <laughs> we <laughs> promised you on Tuesday. Somebody's got to talk me off the ledger. I have uh, talk about Eddie Lacey. We had, uh, yeah. we had Green Bay's finest, uh, the whiz kid from Wisconsin. Uh, dig up some news. What do we? What do you got here for Eddie Lacy? Well, I wish I had something more to talk you off the ledge. However, it, my my gut feeling in knowing and following this team is that Lacy's going to get 15 plus touches this week again. That the benching and stuff happened that week. McCarthy says he's been rejuvenated in practice. They had like a man to man. They talked it out. Like, yep, sorry, I screwed up. We'll move on. And like the language, he was like, he didn't. He wouldn't announce a starter or anything. But basically, he was like. The, the language he used to describe the running backs. For, so for, like, Lacey, he was like, yeah, it's all right there in front of him. You know, he knows what he needs to do, blah, blah, blah. And then for, like, John Crockett, who, you know, had the, the best game of the running backs against the Lions that sure. last one, he was like, yeah, it's right there in front of him. He had a great opportunity. I was glad to see him, like, do it, basically. It was kind of like, yeah, but he's not he's not going to be back, like, into the mix as heavily, was my, try and inter- my interpretation of the coach speak. So it is absolutely going to be a risky venture and mm-hmm. you're going to be on pins and needles and that every snap that James Starks is in is going to be pulling at your heartstrings if you start Eddie Lacy. But I think he could be flexed this week. Yeah. It is a solid matchup. And I think now that they've punished him and the Packers know they need Eddie Lacy down the stretch and into the playoffs. I have him as a sit this week. Uh, the Cowboys defense has actually been really good against running backs in the last four weeks. Okay. But I do have Lacy in as a flex in one of my leagues because I have to. Yeah, I have to because I, the, listen, there's there's nothing out there running back. I mean, there is nothing you can you can maybe you know put a few names on a board and throw a dart. You know, right. maybe James White comes up and has it. I can't start James White no. over Eddie. Lacy. I uh, I had anyway. in one of my leagues. It's a 14 team league. I was like, I'm gonna bench him, and I put him down on my bench, and I was like. Oh God! My running backs were <laughs> just Amir right. Abdullah and Chris Thompson were my right. other options, and I was like, "Nah, you can just stay I mean, up there." If Eddie. you can flex a wide receiver, say you drafted a pretty good running yeah. back in the first round, maybe you have Lashawn McCoy, maybe you picked up Drone off the waiver wire, or Rawls, or David Johnson. All right, yeah, then Eddie Lacy is completely out of the mix in, in terms of being a starter. But a lot of people don't have that option. No, I think, and I think uh, 
I hope too, but from what I was trying to surmise that this could be a bit of a bounce back game for him again. Maybe not, you know, him going over 100 and getting a touch again, but he could probably slide into a nice like 100 total yard day. Okay. Hey, uh, and and real quickly back to Roethlisberger and then we'll go back. Uh Roethlisberger has had one touchdown pass in five of his last six in Cincinnati. Just just an FYI. All right, so there All you right. go. Um Eddie Lacy, what to do? With Eddie, I feel like we could have an entire podcast of what to do <laughs> with. Oh, it's time Eddie. for everyone's favorite game show. What to do with Eddie Lacy? What are you going to do with Eddie Lacy, pal? Uh, I would probably start him. I wouldn't like it. Wouldn't be happy about it. <laughs> but I would start him just because, you know. I mean, he really could, you know, somehow get a whole bunch of touches or you know get the couple of touches you need to get some big plays. But yeah, I would sit there. And kick myself every time James Stark showed up on the field. I would be so frustrated. If John Crockett's on the field once, I'm going to be ticked. I think he's going to see work. Yeah, I think he's going to be on the field. Uh, I mean, what we saw last week, why would why? he not? Nah, they're going to. Why? That well, was because his, Lacey got benched. Crockett's best run came when he ran the wrong way, too. Like, <laughs> he didn't know the play, and he ran the wrong way and got lucky. <laughs> that is fat. Even McCarthy was like, yeah, he had a nice run, but he ran the wrong way. Um. Okay. So right. I don't think Crockett. But that's how expl- you know what. That's, that's how explosive he is. No, you know, blind squirrels that's, find nuts too. Okay, that's so how explosive he is. I would not be terribly concerned about John Crockett. Maybe he ran touches. the wrong way because he just freestyled. <laughs> Maybe you know. Right, we should dive into some of this other stuff so we can get out of here before it's too late. Oh man! All right, fine. Eddie we'll Lacey. have our own Eddie Lacy retrospective podcast in the <laughs> off season. <laughs> the last thing I'll say about Eddie Lacy, we'll move on. It, there's no player in fantasy today that is more high risk. Uh, with a lower floor and a higher ceiling combination. Like, the guy could literally give he, you negative He points. could give you point one points again. or he could he, give you negative. Or he could go out and drop 26 exactly. on Dallas, and I wouldn't be surprised. Exactly. And that it's like that wide variance. I don't – I mean, he he makes Deshaun Jackson's fantasy output look consistent. <laughs> Very good point. But, all right, fine, we'll move on. Let's talk about Week 14 matchups here. Uh, the Jets' offense has really come alive. Uh, they're taking on a Titans team that just gave up five touchdown passes to Blake Bortles. Uh, talk to me about the Jets' offense. Marcus Grant. Uh, well, I mean, they've been sneakily consistent this year, at least right? in the passing game. And this is even before we get into you know Matt Harmon's second favorite wide receiver, Eric Decker. But Ryan Fitzpatrick has been pretty good all year long. Brandon Marshall is, what, a top 10 fantasy receiver right yeah, now. Man. Eric Decker is, is hanging around not too the far top 15, outside sure. the top 10. I mean, this group has been really good, and uh, it would be nice to see uh, it would be nice to see Chris Ivory kind of get back to where he was early in the season, but I do worry about him against that Titan running game, uh, run defense. But, yeah, this group – I. I like them. They've I like them really, too. really good. So by the way, they have two wide receivers in the top twelve. Yep, they have the RB six and the QB twelve as well. Any wow. worry about Chris Ivory? Uh, I feel like he should he should be able to bounce back. He got benched a little bit because of his fumble, and the game turned into a shootout. But Can somebody give me his game log point wise. Uh, I feel like Chris Ivory has faded. The last well, no, the last couple weeks couple actually weeks, he's been two up weeks and ago down. He had a big game. Yeah, he's so been up and down. Here's his last five games. Okay, uh, starting with Week Nine against Jacksonville, sixteen point eight. Okay, eleven point five. You'll take that. Four point five. Not good. Sixteen point two. Take that. Four point nine. Oh. So it's been a little. <laughs> so that means that he's due for. He's due for another one. Clearly, if we're following this pattern, <laughs> gotta follow the pattern, guys. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so let's move on to the Bills' offense. Gosh, there's a lot to like, Fabs, in this Bills' offense. You know, and, and it scares me too because it's like that week where the Texans 
were just oh man, Brian Hoyer and New Hopkins stardom and right. Oh, against and, the Saints, and yeah, it blew and, then up no, and then for everybody. Happened. But I mean, Tyrod's been as hot as a quarterback sure. can be in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sammy Watkins has been on fire, and oh my gosh, yeah. Watkins was a guy that I said, hey, trade for him a few weeks ago when he was really struggling, paying off dividends. But I didn't think it was going to even start until now because the matchups start getting really good for him. He's sure. done it. Hell, he did it against Kansas City. I mean, that first half really good. So. um you start, I don't love Charles Clay. Uh, the Eagles have actually been pretty tough on tight ends this year. But I could see Tyrod, Sammy Watkins, LaShawn McCoy. I, I mean, heck, if you're if you're streaming kickers, uh, Dan Carpenter's even an option. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow, kicker talk here on NFL you know? Fantasy Live I mean, Podcast. He, he's, he's Good an option. stuff. He's an option. Um, the Obviously, the uh, the revenge game narrative. Revenge! Strong in this LaShawn one. McCoy has not even attempted to beat around the book. Oh, no. he's not hiding this at all. He no. basically took like a chainsaw to the bush and was like, I'm coming for you, Chip. <laughs> I'm coming for you. Uh, I have him ranked as one of my, uh, I think I have him ranked as my top running back. Yeah, I think uh, I do For too. the week. I have him at two behind the Duggernaut on Ooh, the, yeah. the next team. We're sure, going to talk sure, about sure, the Bucks sure. offense because they're facing the Saints defense. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, but I, I, I have a huge point projection uh, for Shady McCoy, especially in PPR. I think he's just going to get crazy. I think he's going to – Carlos Williams not there. Um, <laughs> LaShawn McCoy, revenge game factor. I think yep. he's going to be motivated. Uh, they're playing – the offense is playing well. Um, there's a lot to like. Start your bills. Absolutely. Start your bills. And in daily, give me Shady McCoy all day. Yeah. All right. What's funny too is that like McCoy was the one guy, uh, maybe Adrian Peterson too, where people were like, "Man, I don't know if I can draft him in the first round." Right. I'm worried about the offensive line. There haven't been many better fantasy running backs this year since. Yeah, well, because of the McCoy. attrition and since he healed up, because yes, yes. all of our concerns yep. Yep. happened in the first half of the season. Right, he got exactly. injured in like week two, and everybody's mm-hmm. like, "Oh no!" And then he got healthy, and he's been kicking. You know. Well, and he's been and he's ceded a ton of work to Carlos Williams early. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and we've seen a lot more touches and carries. And Williams has, Williams has been hurt too. Right, so. exactly. It's gone both yeah, ways. I mean McCoy's up there in the top ten, and and, uh, and he's missed some time. Yep, there you go. And he, he's only got what five touchdowns this year. Yep. God, the top ten looks like graveyard though, bro. I mean, it oh, is, I know, I know. It is rough. Yeah, it's it, well, I mean, dude, you lose Jamal Charles, Arian Foster, yep. Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, who yeah, am I yeah. missing? Um, uh, at the league. Dion, Dion <laughs> Lewis. Sir, I mean, like everyone, everyone got hurt. Missed a couple games. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, everyone got hurt. And, and Freeman, you know, he didn't, he didn't start. He, he could actually even be better. Sure. If he, imagine if he opened the season as the starter. Watch out. Right. Yeah, but it, it, it's, it's ugly out there. Bucko's offense, Gelhar. Yes, gotta love it. Doug Martin's a great start. They've been bleeding points to the running back. Uh, Mike Evans and Vincent Jackson's are great starts. They've been bleeding points to wide receivers. Jameis Winston is a great start. They've been yep. bleeding points to quarterbacks and. Austin Safarian Jenkins is a great start. Ooh, now I know people Jay. are going to be a little concerned because it was his last first last week was his first back and only posted like 31 yards. Yeah, he also played a limited number of snaps. However, they were working him back slowly from injury. It seems like he's going to play a lot more snaps this week. The Saints are the worst defense in the league at defending the tight end, and even on his limited snaps last week, I'm pretty sure ASJ was second on the team in targets. He had six at least, which. If you're only playing like a third of the snaps, six targets is a huge number. And Jameis likes his tight end. Jameis likes his tight end. like to throw the tight end. ASJ is a wonderful streaming option if he's available. If I, the only reason I would be hesitant um, to play AS, ASJ is because Cameron Bright, I think, has done enough 
he disappeared once his ASJ came. No, back. no, I, I agree, I agree. But I'm just saying, I think he's done enough to prove that he deserves snaps. Um, and again, we don't know the the full healthiness, I guess, uh, of Austin Safarian Jenkins. But you know, the team's invested in him. I, I think they want him to succeed. Uh, so we'll we'll t- keep a close eye on that one as well. Um, how about Sean? Dr- I love. First of all, we have this uh, th- this thing in the rundown. It's called Week 14 matchups, and it's all teams. It's teams, 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 teams. Sean Drone. And then Sean Drone. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jets offense, Bills offense, Bucks offense, Jags we, offense, uh, and then Sean Drone. Can, can we give a shout out to Blaine Gabbert? Because once he took over the starting role, there were more jokes out there about Gabbert. And now, yeah, he's playing that well. offense has actually got some fantasy value. I agree. It's no one has crazy. been more excited about this around the NFL than Marcus media. Grant. No, no. Maurice Jones Drew. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blaine Gabbard is his boy. They yeah. obviously were together in Jacksonville, yeah. and he has been telling anybody who will listen that Blaine Gabbard. I told you, your boy. Blaine your Gabbard, boy told you, man. Blaine Gabbard, Blaine your Gabbard boy. Blaine Gabbard can make all the throws. <laughs> He's, I mean, to listen to MJD, Blaine Gabbard is the second coming of, I mean, he's right. Joe Montana. I'm sorry. We've exceeded our time allotment for Blaine Gabbard <laughs> on the fantasy podcast by about 45 seconds. Sean so. Jerome taking on the Cleveland Browns. Awesome Browns, matchup. It's a great matchup. Do the it. Browns have been just not been uh, good against defending against the run. Sean Jerome's going to get a lot of volume. It's not bad. I like it. I think it's going to be a little bit low-scoring affair, but that's okay. I think Sean Jerome's the one guy in there that you could have a lot of confidence in. Obviously, I put Blaine Gabbert uh, into the danger zone. I do believe that. Oh, he's in danger zone you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Pinky in the blank. But not Kyle Juchek. No, not Kyle You. I can't wait until he catches two touchdowns and throws it in your face. (laughs) (laughs) Um (laughs) <laughs> it's the funny thing about Kyle Juszczyk too is the fact that you throw Kyle, if you don't know what position he plays you just assume he plays tight end right but you have to start him as a running you back actually have to start him, you have to start him as a running <laughs> that's why it's so dangerous <laughs> nope I've got Pinky and the Blaine in there uh, okay okay and uh, and I think he's look I, like if you if you've got Derek Carr if you're trying to roll with Derek Carr for example don't do it yeah I, I mean Not I feel bad way. talking. Talking about Carr in a negative light because his brother's so nice. Oh my god! Yeah, you know, it's not, it's not. like yesterday I saw him and I was like, "Hey, what's up, David? Your brother is a sit him this week." It's, well, it's not. It's not. I don't think it's negative though. Look, he's just got I a terrible, know, terrible, know, terrible know, matchup against I the Broncos. Know, I know. And um, and I think if you've got that decision uh, and Blaine Gabbert's out there and you're trying to roll with Derek Carr, I'd rather roll with Blaine Gabbert against the Browns. I'd than... stream like anybody over Derek Carr exactly. this week. Exactly. I would agree. All right. Um, where Jay we go? Color. Okay, maybe not anybody. <laughs> All right, Jags offense uh, taking on the Colts. Fabs, what do you like? Uh, what? <laughs> everybody. Everybody? Every- Alan yeah. Hearns is back. Hooray. It's, it's amazing because, like, you know, back in the preseason, the teams that we thought were the juggernauts were the Colts, were the Packers, mm-hmm. were the yeah. Broncos, yep, right? Yep, yep, uh, and, and the Jaguars. You can argue. And the Jets. <laughs> you can Right, you can argue. You can argue that the Jaguars – are one of the five best fantasy point-producing teams in the league, and maybe maybe even top three. And the Jets are right there too. Yeah, I agree. It's ridiculous. Like this has been, and listen, I've I've been doing this a long time, and there have been a lot of wacky seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the wackiest season. This season is insane. When, when entering Week 14, Tim freaking Hightower is fantasy relevant. That tells you right there. When when Peyton Manning's on the bench, and you're starting Blake Bortles, Jameis Winston, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, and Ryan Fitzpatrick over Drew Brees, you know that it's a nutty season. It's it's the lack of name recognizable stars. Right? Yeah, at the, exactly. At the top and the of injuries, man. The injuries, the injuries have been crazy. Yeah. 
Um, it's been great to see Cam Newton, though, um, really oh emerge. My, dude, Cam. Cam is a guy, he's the reason why I'm in a few playoffs. There you go. I mean, in our Fantasy Live Single-handedly. I have him, and he is just destroying everyone. I mean, he is Superman. And if Tom Brady gets the MVP this year, that is complete and utter BS. You think? I don't, I mean, as long as, as, long as Cam, Cam Newton, keeps playing like this, I don't, Cam I don't Newton think Cam Newton is the MVP, and if it's not Cam Newton, then maybe it's Carson Palmer. Oh, so... Like okay. in de- in defense of Cam, I should actually find this tweet. I don't Dude, know if I can, I but mean, um, he so everybody talks about like, oh, Brady does it with no weapons. Cam is throwing to Jericho Cotchery, Ted, G- Ted Ginn, Philly Brown, Philly slash Corey Brown, and Devin Funches, Dude. who is a raw, raw, raw yeah, wide receiver. Cam is doing it like he. This guy has never played better in his life. In his life, listen, Tom Brady's great. I love him. Okay, the guy is an amazing fantasy quarterback. But Cam Newton is the MVP, both in fantasy and reality. If he doesn't get the MVP this year, there's something seriously wrong with the voting. He is the guy. Gosh. I, I don't feel that strongly about oh, it. Dude, I, I, I totally do. Team, I, I, think I, feel, I feel like it's nothing. a 50-50. Oh, okay. Greg Olsen. So wait, I'm okay, I'm okay with Jonathan either guy. Stewart. I'm okay with either so, guy. So here's the thing. Not only is Cam throwing. I don't even like Tom Brady, but I think it's okay. I, I, I like it no for either way. guy. I saw, I saw this. This was great. It was from the Fantasy Douche on Twitter. He's a great follow. Uh, <laughs> no, he is. He is. He's got a lot of good stuff. He's got a lot of good stuff. He posted a board about Cam Newton's adjusted yards per attempt per receiver. So not only is he throwing to those guys. But he's averaging over 9.4 yards per attempt throwing to Corey Brown, 8.4 yards per attempt throwing to Jericho Cotchery, and 7.5 throwing to Funchess. Like, these are guys that should not have that high of efficiency metrics, and a lot of it has to do with Cam. I mean, that's true, but Brady well, – look, I'm not going to get into it. Anymore. Right, we, we could talk about this forever, but what we should do – is uh, let's tease this fantasy playoffs let's piece. Let's do that. Okay, let's you guys it. should go check it out. NFL.com slash fantasy playoffs. Fantasy playoffs. It'll be up a little later today. All right, we won't it. dive into it too much now because we should get out of here soon and dap it. Plus, this way it'll force you to go read Right. It. It's called a tease. Ooh. Tease. All right. Give, give, so, us, give, the, give the people a little bit of a taste. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, we, we talk about stuff like uh, dove into the Bucks, like Doug Martin and has a fantastic playoff schedule the rest of the way. Uh, we look at some of the other guys that talk a lot about um, – some of the big-name players have really tough matchups deeper in the playoffs, so I also highlight in other team sections guys you can stream and recommend like that. So it's a good thing. Just pull it up. It's bookmark it. I'll update it every week, too, with the new FPA uh, for the playoffs until we're done, and uh, hopefully it helps some of you get uh, some fantasy hardware this year. NFL.com slash fantasy playoffs. It uh, breaks down good schedules, bad schedules, breaks down every fantasy, just about every fantasy relevant. How about this? Uh, f- every fantasy relevant player in a standard ten team league, it's covered. Yeah, uh, the Wiz kid from Wisconsin has your back. The boys got you. So, <clears throat> so there you go. NFL.com slash fantasy playoffs. We'll talk about good and bad matchups. Should we just do daily daps and get out of here? Let's do it. All right. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is the daily daps and hook. Give me daps because I be scribbling right. Give me dabbing up daps about daps and hooks. All right, it's time for Daily Daps. Michael Fabiano, what do you got, Ben? I'm dapping Gary Barnage, who got a very well-deserved contract extension from the Browns. Uh, People have found out this year that Gary can do more than block. And um, when I heard about the extension, I texted him and said, I guess WrestleMania tickets are on you this year. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> a three-year contract extension for uh, for the Barnyard Dog. I was I was happy for him, too. He's really emerged as, uh, as one of the best players and a good dude as well. Dude, he is such a good guy, total team player. Uh, as much as I, you know, text him and be like, hey, man, 
You're killing it in fantasy this year. You're doing great. Every time I get a response, yeah, but we didn't win. Right. He is all about the team. Great dude. Alex Gelhar, the whiz kid from Wisconsin. Give me a daily down. All right, like I said, I got a couple. I got to get a couple movie-related ones out of the way because I think I forgot to do one earlier. It's a Spotlight starring Michael Keaton, uh, Rachel McAdams, and uh, Mark Ruffalo, among others. It's about the Boston Globe investigative reporting team that uncovered oh, the Catholic Church scandal. That's right. Fantastic movie. Okay. Go see it if you can. Great also, cast. It's fantastic cast. They're all, they're all phenomenal. I also saw Krampus uh, this past week. Which really? Was, you saw that? Yeah, it was awesome. I want to see Krampus. It was a lot really? of fun. It's, see, I feel like really? I feel yes. like that is not a Gelhard type of movie. Every movie is a Gelhard type. I was gonna of say movie. as long as it's on a screen. Um, really? okay. So, well, why Krampus is great is because it's like a throwback to the campy uh, horror comedy movies like Gremlins and other like Fright Night and stuff like that. But there's a lot of cool practical effects. There's good jokes. I mean, Adam Scott, David Koechner in it. It's it's funny. There's some good jump scares. There's some cool stuff. I think it's a, it's a fun fun holiday movie. Krampus. Krampus. Wow. And then the last thing I want to daily dap is uh, John Stewart came back on the Daily Show uh, this week on Monday to yell at the House of Representatives and the Senate right. for not passing the Zadroga Act, right. which is an act that gives health care and screenings, provides those to 9-11 first responders that yeah. are suffering ill effects from all of the dust and things like that when they were the ones to get in there. Right. It was shameful that it had uh, lapsed and that they didn't renew it forever. So John Stewart had a really powerful segment on The Daily Show from Monday. Uh, go check it out. And thankfully I saw yesterday it was announced that the Zadroga Act is going to be pushed through with the next big bill. So nice. daily adapt to John Stewart for getting that done and undapt to all the people in Congress that politicked instead of helping the 9-11 first responders. How crazy is that, that uh, John Stewart, one, I mean, it's great. One guy really can make a difference, and uh, and that was a, a cause that he's championed for, for years. years now. Years. Yes, and now. he was one of the first people that helped get it there, and his right. segment is he actually took – 9-11 first responders and went and like tried to public like not publicly but like go talk to the senators that had not passed the bill and stuff and just like shame them essentially like right. what what are you what, doing what are you doing why are you messing around with these people's lives right exactly uh yeah no so it's been great he's really made a difference and it's cool to see somebody uh with that kind of stature step up and and, and put himself out there and, and try to get the right thing done man. yeah he he started a, t- a hashtag that i think was trending on monday night and into tuesday called hashtag worst responders um, <laughs> because go. of that. And right. So it's great. So daily dap to John Stewart for getting that done. Because my, my dad's a firefighter, too, so that's something that's always very Hits a little uh, closer to near, near and dear to my heart. So uh, it was good to see that get out. There you go. MG, hit me. Uh, I want to daily dap a couple of podcasts. One, uh, daily dap to our friends at the Around the NFL podcast. Yeah, man. Uh, Awful Announcing put out its list recently of the top ten best sports podcasts for 2015, and they go. were very uh, deserving to, to be on that list. So, uh, you know, I know uh, we take up a couple hours of your week, but hopefully if you have uh, some more time during the week for podcasts, be sure to check out the room filled with heroes because they do a great <laughs> job of it and they have a lot of fun doing it. It's it's always a great listen. 100% agree. Uh, also, Daily Dap, Serial is back. Yeah, Season is. two of Serial started on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, in case you didn't catch I up on – I like Cocoa Puffs. No, no. The, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, the podcast which took the world by storm last season, which yeah. – uh, last Mail year they, Kemp? Mail Kemp? Exactly. Which uh, maybe the best advertising value of all time. Uh, but uh, the 
last year they did a kind of a lesser known case uh, of a murder case in Maryland. This this year, this season is a really big, big story. story. Uh, the Bo Bergdahl story, which uh, was dominating the news for a long, long time. So they kind of get inside and, and take that apart. The first episode was outstanding, so I'm looking forward to the full season. Did you hear the tease for that? Yes. They talked to guys from the Taliban? Yes. What? Yes. <laughs> that, was, that was the best part of the end of it. This is not a spoiler, but I'm like, what? as they're, as they're you know, talking about, they're uh, promoting the next episode. Sarah Koenig, the narrator, says, this is me calling the Taliban. And you're like, <laughs> what? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to listen to that today or tomorrow. So that's cr- it's not it's not a spoiler alert at all, but it's just it's amazing. It's like, wh- wait, what'd you do? Okay, cool. Let like me she just looked them up in the phone book. Or let something. me t- let she me Google Taliban phone number. That's amazing. I don't know what happened. My uh, my daily dap will go out to. I only got one today, guys. Um, Life after Death Star. Have you guys heard this? Yes, I was listening to that yesterday. It's a Biggie and Star Wars mashup. Uh, Some of the track's not great, but, uh, man, I tell you what, uh, there's about two or three on there where you're like, oh, my gosh, this is so dope. It's called Life After Death Star. It's on SoundCloud for free. You could download it for free on SoundCloud. Life After Death Star. It's a Biggie and Star Wars mashup. So some genius out there took um, Biggie's Life After Death record and um, and basically stripped down and put in uh, John Williams' uh, soundtracks to it. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I definitely wanted to give it a listen. I saw the art, too. They've got it looked the like, it was like Biggie and Vader kind of like yep, staring yep, face yep, to yep, face. Yep. I was like, I'm all about this. Yeah, I was, yeah, uh, was, I was, was checking some of it out yesterday as I was writing. Overall, so very well done. There's a few tracks on there that are just dope as hell. And uh, some tracks miss the mark a little bit, but that's okay. I mean, you know. Life After Death, obviously, one of the most classic hip-hop tracks of all time. You can't replicate that. Well, here's the thing. It's not just Life After Death from the album. I mean, there's some from, you know, Ready to Die. There's some from Life After Death. It's uh, kind of a compilation of, of Biggie's hits. It's great. It is great. Um, give it a listen. And so that will do it for us for today. Thank you so much for listening on this Friday. Hey, good luck for you guys out there in the fantasy playoffs. Yes, good luck. For the Kid, MG, and Fabs, I'm James Coe. We are out. All right, you just listened to the Fantasy Podcast. How about a little reality? The reality is the Around the NFL Podcast is killing it this week. We're previewing all the Week 14 games. And this is Chris Wesley. Be sure to tune in also for the recap of an exciting Thursday night game between the Cardinals and the Vikings. How can you not listen now? You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all new, all hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, 
creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. 